There's no such thing as a standard retirement. Every retirement is different. On today's podcast, we're going to explore basics that are common to a successful retirement. And we'll also play another round of Stump the Guru. So please stay with us. Money Matters USA with Fred Sage. And you also need to work with your advisor to create multiple income streams. You're at the right place for information every week regarding all the components of a successful retirement plan. Asset allocation is really a driving force for how much your accounts are going to grow. Fred Sade is a financial fiduciary and retirement specialist. I have to put the client's interest ahead of my own pocketbook at, at all times. I must be able to justify why I'm making the recommendations. Money Matters USA with Fred Sade. Hello, welcome into the podcast, Money Matters USA, with Fred Sade, who is a fiduciary. He is the founder and managing director of the firm of the same name. And uh, Fred holds a PhD in economics from Duke University. As always, we're going to have a great conversation here. We will, in the second segment, play Stump the Guru with Fred, and we'll tell you how you can get your question in uh, to try to stump the guru. Fred will explain uh, how that can really benefit you in in several ways. Uh, Before we get into the conversation, conversation with Fred. Uh, He wants to uh, get the take of someone on our economy, uh, where we are now. Uh, The state of our economy is certainly something that Fred uh, takes into consideration, of course, when he's building in retirement plans. So let's go to Jamie Dimon. Jamie Dimon is the CEO of JP Morgan. He sat down on Fox Business and, and they got his thoughts on the current state of the economy and where he thinks it's headed. But both in April, October, and today, I'll tell you the things that you, there are these things out there which are very uncertain. And when I look at uncertainty, there's always uncertainty. Every day of every life is uncertainty, but it's heightened. And it's heightened because of Russia, Ukraine, oil, uh, energy, food, uh, quantitative tightening. You know, is it going to be enough to raise rates to 5%? And this is having a huge effect on smaller countries, poor nations. Uh, those who are reliant on importing oil and gas. And I think those uncertainties may very well mitigate and will end up with that kind of Goldilocks mild recession, but they may not. So I, I'm still in the cautious side in this one. So uh, a lot of uh, several possible outcomes there, Fred. What do you think? Well, I, I agree with him uh, on, be, on being cautious because you can use different uh, metrics, different surveys. You can prove just about everything and anything uh, right now. So I agree with him on caution. And when you have different facts that can produce and prove different outcomes, so it's, it's, it's time to be careful. And, and I would uh, caution um, anyone that not to be attached to any one outcome that may or may not happen. I mean, after all, we could have no recession, have a mild recession. We could have a hybrid recession in which some sectors of the economy are experiencing a recession, other sectors are not. No one seems to think we're going to get a hard landing right now, but who knows? They could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't know. Um, it, yeah, it's kind of scary. There's certainly a lot of uncertainty there. And, and well, let's build on that and about where we are and where we're going. Several newspaper articles this past week, Fred, trying to distinguish life expectancy from longevity. 
Now, we've discussed this topic before and uh, longevity risk as well, but can you give us a quick summary on that? What, what, is, what is that all about? Okay, sure. Uh, we measure life expectancy from birth age, and it could be defined as the average number of years a person might live if everything goes well. We measure longevity from your current age. And longevity is the probability that you will live a long time, longer than you expect, and the problems that this extended lifetime presents to you, and if you're married uh, to, your, to your spouse. And since the time of Fibonacci, people have been trying to figure out, and they've been asking the same question, how long will my money last? How long will their money last? And will they run out of money while they're still alive? Now, Fibonacci designed a very simple calculator in the year 1202 to try to get the answer. And the fact <laughs> is, we're still struggling still. with the very same problem. Wow. So um, uh, I, I was just playing around with, with my copy of the Fibonacci calculator. And I put in $1.4 million. Mm-hmm. And I put in eighty-four thousand a year total income for, coming from the you know, from your investments. What is the safe withdrawal rate, or what is the safe? I really shouldn't say safe withdrawal. Rate. What is the what is the safe rate that you can earn? Uh, call it the risk-free rate, and that would be three percent because you have to look at what's what is. The, the the standard is the 90-day treasury bill. So let's say it's 3%. Okay, so if I do that math, well, that portfolio is going to expire in 23 years. If your expectancy is 27, 30, 32, 35, you've got a problem. You're, you're, going, to, you're going to be alive um, and you won't have any money. Well, you know, there's agreement that, of course, the savvy Social Security claiming strategy, personal savings and investments are are certainly needed to be able to enjoy your retirement without fear. If you have a pension, so much the better. Without getting into an argument with anyone, can you use an online calculator to get an estimate of longevity rather than life expectancy? And, And also, what is the difference between longevity and survival rate? I think I had enough caffeine for this one. To tackle that? <laughs> do, you, do you need to take a break and have another cup of coffee? <laughs> I think so. I think so. <clears throat> All right. So l- let me spin this around. I'm going to do the second question first. Life expectancy really is survival time. And it's measured very simply. It's just, uh, it's just simple arithmetic. Because you look at a, a given individual or you look at a group of individuals. So the easiest way to do that is to look at a life table. And, and they're available. You can find them uh, very easily uh, in a book or online. And um, we try to measure out over a certain number of years the, what's the probability of surviving at different ages? And we usually look at a median. That is, in other words, 50 median is 50%. So 50% will survive, let's say, from age 65 to age 70. To take that as an example, let's say from age 50 to age 
80, but every one of these outcomes is conditional on everything going well, and we don't uh, contract a very serious life-ending or shortening disease. Now, there's going to be a difference between longevity and your survival rate, and you have to remember that a couple who are, let's say they're both age 65, they've got a 70% chance of needing long-term care, and that could be a life-shortening event. It may not be. There are outliers of people living 25 years in a nursing home, but, but that's, the, that's the outlier. So on longevity, I use the Society of Actuaries Longevity Calculator. You can find it online. And it uh, relies on information from both the Social Security Administration and from the Stanford University Center on Longevity. Now, a lot of, a lot of people will use the Penn Wharton calculator. Uh, I'm told that, it, that it's a good one, that it's reliable. I really can't speak from my from experience. I, I, I've never used the Penn Wharton. I always use the Society of Actuaries calculator. And um, there's a lot of research uh, on what I'm about to say now, which is that people generally underestimate their longevity, usually from five to 10 years. And, and people really don't want to have conversations about death. They want to avoid those conversations. Mm -hmm. And their culture really it denies death. It, it focuses on youth and, and enjoying life. So it, it, it's necessary to really start off any conversation to get people to talk about uh, longevity, uh, because once you put them through a longevity calculator, and they can see what their probabilities uh, are, then all of a sudden they can start thinking about life being longer than they think that it was going to be, and all of a sudden they can begin to see the need for planning for a longer life. Now, a 65-year-old a couple has uh, almost a 50% chance that one spouse is going to live 30 years. Well, that's to age 95. So you begin, you can begin to see the, the impact uh, of longevity. And the challenge uh, really is to work with people so that they become informed about longevity risk. Now, longevity is it's really a wild card. It's, it's the joker in the deck, and, and it's going to be taken seriously because it's going to impact every decision uh, that that anybody is is going to make. So, you know, now when you look at that and when you ask people what happens, you know, if you outlive your money, that becomes a very powerful question. It becomes understandable why why people are concerned about that. But that's that's longevity. It's really driving that issue. Retirement basics promised by Fred in today's uh, podcast, Money Matters USA. So, uh, Fred, I mean, it really doesn't matter what stage of retirement you're in because uh, these issues need to be reviewed every year. So let, can we start with Social Security? Sure. Um, let me let me just um, go back one uh, quarter step because uh, Social Security really fits in here. That uh, Professor Coughlin, 
Dr. Coughlin, who runs the MIT Age Labs, now he's arguing now that, that all retirement planning is essentially longevity planning. So getting Social Security right, it, it's just absolutely essential because it's the major, it, it's the major part of most people's income. And the longer you live, the more important Social Security becomes because it's not only does it can it become the largest percentage of income, it may be the only income that people have the longer they live. So the other issue is that very few people uh, have inflation-adjusted income beyond Social Security. And for married couples, it, it's absolutely essential to coordinate their claiming strategies in order to maximize the lifetime income. Now, um, I get into break-even joint break-even conversations with married couples, um, you know, when we're doing scenario planning. The, the problem, I think, with uh, the basic problem, I, I think, with, with break-even is that all of a sudden it's turning Social Security uh, into an investment conversation, which it's not. And Social Security is not an investment. It, it's, it's, annuity -based, it's an annuity-based uh, income. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I want I, I prefer to keep it focused uh, that that way so that they don't they don't misunderstand what what or you know misconstrue social security or try to fit it into something that that it really is not. Now there are lots of online calculators. Some of them are useful, but there's usually better software available to advisors and uh, on. Uh, Another one of our websites that we don't talk about a lot, uh, which is uh, wealthensure.com, W-E-A-L-T-H-E-N-S-U-R-E.com slash social dash security, wealthensure.com forward slash social dash security. Uh, that's an excellent resource. We, we have a, a basic calculator up there. We have decision matrix. Uh, that is very helpful, uh, but um, but it, our software that we use is a lot more comprehensive than the uh, than the free calculator, and um, it it can get it uh, is designed not only to answer uh, all the what ifs, uh, but it also helps uh, segue into Social Security, uh, you know, as a key asset, but also looks at the other assets that are capable of, of, uh, of producing uh, income. Now, the real challenge uh, right now is that uh, when Social Security was created by, by President Roosevelt, uh, it wasn't designed for today's extended longevity. Right. And, and, the base, basically, uh, we we need we need to fix Social Security. We also need to fix Medicare uh, because there are a lot more people who are covered under these programs. A lot less today. workers supporting it too. And, uh, yeah, per that's beneficiary, right? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, these these programs are are challenged, and um, you know because they they're not entitlements. 
they 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 have their own funding sources, their their tax revenue that is specific to those two programs. So it, it becomes necessary uh, to you know be really concerned when um, politicians want to you know fund another program and you know and money is fungible and they mm. pull money out of out of social security to fund another program and and that of course puts puts enormous strain on social on social security uh example was the old age and retirement system money was pulled out during the obama administration to to help fund the uh, social security disability uh, fund. Uh, it certainly helped the disability fund, but it didn't help the uh, old age and retirement uh, system fund. Uh, one other thing that um, I, I should say, and that is that um, just even even if Social Security's excess funds, as the trust fund money runs out, and I'm not saying that there won't be a fix before that, but let's say it does run out. It doesn't mean that Social Security is insolvent uh, because it still it still has revenue, you know, coming in through the payroll tax. But so the the, the number and as you just pointed out, the number of workers supporting it and the payroll tax, uh, it, you know, is is a bit of a problem uh, right now because there are fewer workers to support retirees. Mm-hmm. So I just hope we don't get to Japan. Japan situation oh, yeah. where they have people in their 80s who are being encouraged to go back to work mm. to take pressure off their retirement system. Yeah, that's uh, an aging, not populate, population-generating country now. No, it it, yeah, like. it is. It's, a, it's an elderly country with a low birth rate. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then when you, look at what's, when you look at retirement ages, um, in the United Kingdom, their full retirement age is 67. Mm-hmm. No, wait a minute. It, it's No, I'm wrong. It's 66. Okay. Italy is 67. Um, France, we know, they're fighting over going from 62 to 64. So, I mean, our the ability to claim at 62 that we have, even though it's discouraged, you know, in effect, by by a tax system that that reduces benefits. Nevertheless, you you could retire at sixty two or or claim at sixty two, and, and that's the lowest claiming system, lowest claiming age of any of the, you know, developed uh, countries. So uh, again, that puts just puts more pressure uh, on the on on the system. And uh, speaking of bringing the economy into your planning process, inflation and of late has focused attention on spending plans. How do you address spending? Well, uh, a lot of the uh, retirement spending programs that I see projects retirement spending as linear. Um, Sometimes they'll have a factor in there for inflation. Uh, if if the pro- if it's a good program, it's not going to inflate things that shouldn't be inflated. Let's say you have a fixed interest mortgage, you don't want to inflate that. Uh, let's say you have a fixed loan, you know, on a car payment, you don't want to inflate that. But but things that need to be inflated should be should be inflated. Now, the way I approach it is, is I I divide spending into fixed and variable. Now, some spending could be a combination of both fixed and variable, so let's call it hybrid. But I, but my approach is decide what 
spending must be covered no matter what. Those are fixed expenses, and you have to pay those bills. Utility bill is an example. What spending can be deferred for a time? Let's say that you know cruise that you were thinking about, maybe you could defer that. And then you also have to think about what can what can you um, eliminate. So uh, my preference is to take a business approach to it. Uh, in other words, uh, if I have fixed expenses that I know I, I can't defer, I know I can't alter it, I, I want to have a guaranteed source of income to meet those expenses. So um, one successful strategy is to put enough money into an annuity when combined with Social Security, it gives you enough guaranteed income to pay your fixed expenses. Now, you can also ladder up. So you're eventually infl inflation at any rate is going to open a gap. I mean, even at 2% inflation, you're, gonna, you're still going to have a gap and you're going to need additional income in the future to meet those expenses. And I, um, my preference is to close that with, with guaranteed income. Um, the truth of the matter is that retirement is all about income, and income is a function of cash flow. So when you have, when we get to the uh, other side of spending, which is a discretionary spending, that can be funded with probability-based income because this type of spending can be deferred, can be eliminated, can be postponed. Um, and you can, now for probability based, you could certainly use dividend paying uh, securities or bonds or, and um, and you can have some growth uh, to grow uh, for the future. So it's not just income, but you have to be very aware, very conscious of how much you're spending early in retirement so you don't run out of money. And that's also where sequence of return risks can, can really harm you um, because it, it's uh, usually in the, anywhere from two to three to four to five years before retirement, and the sequence can hurt in the first three to five years in retirement. And this, is, this is when you're in the fragile zone and, and, and taking withdrawals uh, from a portfolio can harm the portfolio, you could have ne negative amortization in the portfolio, and uh, the portfolio can can be crushed and, and may be unable uh, to come back. So going back to what I was uh, just to repeat this, um, if you're running, if you're running a business and you're looking at your income statement, you're going to want to make sure that you have enough income to meet your your expenses, particularly your fixed expenses that, that just are not deferrable. And then another area that's often ignored is what happens when one spouse dies. So what happens to the surviving spouse? Well, one Social Security check stops immediately. Usually, the funeral director gets uh, assigned the two hundred and fifty-five dollars uh, from the, that Social Security, you know, pays as the death benefit. Mm -hmm. And um, now, all of a sudden, you the the um, survivor can file a joint tax return up to through the year of death. After that, 
they're going to pay taxes as a single or perhaps as a head of household. So you know that taxes are going to increase. Living expenses really don't drop significantly and conceivably could actually go up. Um, Maybe you need long-term care as the surviving spouse. What about household repairs? What about about major appliances? There are jobs that now need to be paid for. You need to hire, you know, a handyman. You need to hire a plumber. You need to hire a painter. Uh, these are all things that perhaps your spouse uh, handled. So th- these are the kinds of needs that should be planned for. They need to be planned for, and uh, they need. To, this needs to be done when both spouses are alive and, and not being addressed late in the game when, when the surviving spouse is, is living alone. A, a surviving spouse, can be, again, if we're looking at averages, anywhere from 7 to 14 years, that's, that's, a, long, that's a long time. And uh, these issues need to be addressed every single year. And, and this is where working, I think, with an advisor is essential. Yeah, advisors are not cheap, but this is money that, that's, that's well spent because uh, the mistakes that can be made can also be very, very costly. So this is, this is where an advisor can really be helpful. And keep in mind, you can get in touch with Fred with a phone call. And this is wherever you're listening to the podcast, 800-593-8188. Also invite you to visit the website, and that is moneymattersusa.net. Definitely click red light program. Uh, That's one thing that Fred helps identify, too, in in a risk assessment and, and any red lights that could be in your process heading towards retirement. So that's a red light. Uh, Click it at moneymattersusa.net. Also at the website, this is where you can uh, send your question to Fred. Stump him, maybe. Uh, That's the goal. Uh, And it's a podcast you click on. By the way, you can hear past podcasts there, too. But Stump the Guru, you click there. Uh, Coming up, Fred's going to answer some questions, but also tell you how it could really benefit you in more ways than one if your question is selected for Stump the Guru on Money Matters USA. More to come. Are you losing sleep over market volatility affecting your hard-earned retirement savings? You can't afford to lose a big portion of your nest egg with not enough time to recover. Many people want safety and the guarantee of principle, but also prefer the potential of higher growth with the market. And now you can have both. Call Fred Sade at Money Matters USA at 800-593-8188. That's 800-593-8188. We're back with Money Matters USA. And again, Fred's website is moneymattersusa.net. Red Light Program, I know Fred encourages you to click that when you visit the site. And also podcasts. Now, you can hear past podcasts there. But also there's an option to click Stump the Guru. And you can do this if you connect uh, with Fred on LinkedIn as well. Uh, but it's submitting a question for Fred to address on the podcast. And Fred, yes, you'll answer the question. But uh, there are other benefits, too. Yep. Um, everybody who uh, connects with me on LinkedIn, please do. Just tell me that you've heard the podcast, then you'll get a gift. If we select your question, we will give you uh, a free process, take you through the red light on the dashboard. That is 
a, a comprehensive uh, look at uh, your your circumstance. It's not just you know what's the hot stock uh, that I should invest in, but this is this will look at a comprehensive uh, retirement. Uh, program review. We will look at all the things that you are doing. Uh, we're not going to be uh, advocating any particular point of view. We will show you what works, what might not work, uh, what uh, you should bear in mind. We will demonstrate to you through uh, our through our uh, various uh, software programs which are not consumer-based, they are institutional-based software, we will show you what, uh, what the issues are that you uh, might want to look at and uh, where you have weaknesses, and um, you can decide what you want to do about it. Now, th this, is, this will give you a very accurate reflection of, uh, of, of where you are. I, uh, frankly, um, one other thing that I find comes up often that people come in, you know, and they've been through some other program, and um, the other program says, well, you got a 65% chance of being successful uh, with this program. So the question you got to ask yourself is, you know, you're sitting on an airplane, and the pilot says, you got to, we have a 65% chance of reaching our destination. Where do I get off? <laughs> Yeah, it's exactly right. So what is what what is that what is that really telling you? You have to decide. Does that make sense? I mean, or uh, you know, or or should I be looking at other another alternative or other alternatives? Again, we're not selling you anything. We're just reflecting back to you the reality of your situation, and you decide what you want to do about it. You can say thank you. <laughs> well, there you, know, you go. Um, yeah. yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot. Uh, or you can say, you know what? Uh, I, I I agree. I I do have problems. And I need to address them. And um, since we're we're fee, we're fee based, we can work with anybody. So try us. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and definitely go to moneymattersusa.net and to submit your question, you can click on. Um, Stump the Guru there on podcast when you click podcast. Well, earlier in the green room, Fred, or maybe it was when we were in makeup, you indicated that there were a number of questions, uh, but we've selected the one which has the widest interest because this question comes up all the time. So here it is. I am a do-it-yourselfer. I believe that I can find all the answers I need without consulting an advisor. Now, I do have a question that suggests I might need an advisor for help. I'm 61, in good health, and I'm thinking about retiring next year at 62. Now, I'm concerned about market downturns. My income is 100% dependent on the stock market. Should I hire an advisor? Okay, that, that's a great question, which is why we selected it. Um Many do-it-yourself do-it-yourselfers rely primarily on rules of thumb. The problem with rules of thumb is that they're not specific to any one person. Um, they can be helpful, but they can also be dangerous and they can be misleading. 
to someone who is only relying solely on their own personal experiences. So, you know, when, when you say, well, people say that, well, how many people say that? One, two, three, four, your friends? Right. Who? Uh, so, if, so it, it, considering all things uh, considering, um, you're not going to be, and I don't say this in, in a mean sense, but, but you're not educated or trained enough to look at all the relevant considerations beyond your own experience or the experiences within your circle uh, that are going to uh, influence, harm, or protect your retirement security. So a, a well-trained and experienced advisor is going to help you avoid mistakes that can be difficult or impossible to recover from. So retiring at age 62 uh, can have major consequences. These consequences may not be reversible. Uh, you know, at, at, at retiring at 62, you could live into your 90s. So, I mean, that, that, gets, that gets us close to, the, to a 40-year uh, uh, longevity here. So this is, this is important. And there are lots of errors, um, take, taking Social Security too early, um, maybe errors about estate and legacy planning, tax planning, making insurance mistakes. How do you build an emergency fund in this kind of situation? There are a lot, there are a lot of issues. Uh, so, I mean, the, the volatility in, in the stock market, you know, it, it pr probably prompts the, the question, but it's not the only uh, consideration. Now, admittedly, um, excellent planning is expensive. But the other side of this coin is mistakes are expensive. They take time to recover from. And it's, um, uh, it's possible that you won't recover from a serious mistake and you run out of assets, you run out of income, and, and then you're, you're faced with the fact that you're looking at Social Security. As, as, uh, yeah, and you have to hug that tight. So I mean, that's that's really the way I, I look at it. Uh, there isn't any I, I honestly believe that that there isn't anyone who doesn't benefit from going through uh, the 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 plan, the planning process and um, will learn things that they don't know, um, you know, because the truth of the matter is you don't know what you don't know. Right. You don't know. You may be thinking you're going through all the all the necessary procedures, and you may not. You may have missed some. You didn't know about them. That's right. And you know, uh, one of the things I learned from one of my my golf uh, uh, coaches was I, I would come in and I would think that um, this, that, or the other thing was important, and he he would only half listen to me. And finally, one day, he said, "None of that's important. These are these are the basic things that you have to master." And then we'll add to that as we go along. So mm -hmm. the things that I thought were important just were not important. And, and he was right, uh, because what he was focusing on was really what I needed to know. Mm -hmm. Well, there Same you go. Thing. Yeah. I can't imagine with retirement thinking, um, you know, I, I, I got this. I can do it. Because it's just not our area. I mean, you know, I'm talking about we lay people. It's not our area of expertise. I mean, I, 
you know, we've used the examples of I wouldn't perform a root canal on myself either. Yeah. But uh, yeah. it never hurts, especially when it's an opportunity to sit down and it's no, it's no obligation to it at all. So, hey, schedule with Fred. And thanks for the question. Uh, 800-593-8188 is how you reach Fred. MoneyMattersUSA.net. Be sure to click red light uh, tab uh, and also the podcast tab so you can submit your question on Stump the Guru. It's become a popular feature here. Fred, I know we'll have another question next week along with other great topics. Yes, we will. And hopefully you stay with us on the podcast. They drop every Friday. It's Money Matters USA. Investment advisory services offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. Fred Sade and his guests provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to the securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Money Matters USA, LLC. By contacting Money Matters USA, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.